Across America and around the world, famous vintners and favorite destinations. We share the stories behind the wines. Welcome to Vintage, hosted by the voice of wine, Brian Bushlack. Mary Hill Winery continuing to expand its influence on the Northwest wine scene. The popular Gorge Winery adding its spectacular Spokane tasting room in late 2017. And then just over a year ago, we got word that they'd open on the Vancouver, USA waterfront. And that is now a reality. It's an amazing setting in a revitalized downtown riverfront locale. Craig Luthold and his wife, Vicki, are co-founders, co-owners. I'll tell you what, two of the hardest working people in the Washington wine industry. They have another major announcement for us in this episode on the opening of their Woodenville tasting room outside Seattle. And as for this ideal setting in Vancouver, well, it all came together in short order. It did. You know, we uh, we met with the people at Grammar Development uh, a little less than a year ago, and we uh, negotiated the lease. We uh, broke ground in October, and here we are in April, open to the public. Yeah, it's a pretty uh, amazing setting here to set the scene for everybody across the Northwest. We are literally right on the Columbia River here on the Vancouver side and the new Vancouver waterfront. Uh, project and uh, this is something that has been in the works for I know well over a decade and now is a reality and it's pretty cool to see you only open a week here and it's already you got people packing this place already you know the the Vancouver waterfront has been a such a great thing for the city of Vancouver we're excited to be a part of it I think that the it's going to change Vancouver in ways that i people don't even really understand and uh our tasting room here uh we have so many people from the city of vancouver that have been to mary hill winery and also from portland because of our proximity to uh the uh the city here and so it's it was pretty fantastic to see more than three thousand people stream through our doors in just the first few days i had to ask you that was the next question is obviously you have a very popular winery uh, just down the road in the gorge and you have your Spokane tasting room so I'm sure a lot of people who are coming here who live in Vancouver are already familiar with your brand very much so um, you know the the concerts which have been uh, permanently suspended of course this was where the majority of the people came from was the Portland Vancouver market and also the uh, you know we're the first really big winery that people come to as they're driving up the Columbia River Gorge and and uh, we do a lot of advertising here so uh, our our brand name recognition was relatively high yeah, it's, it's good it's great to see this all come together now and uh, you, you you have three locations now. You've got your winery, you've got your Spokane tasting room, which is spectacular, and we'll be over there in a couple of weeks. Uh, this location, though, is unique, isn't it? It really is. I mean, the the, the development here um, is just such an amazing development. Uh, 
I got to hand it to the the people who put this together because we're basically sitting where Boise Cascade sat for the, almost a hundred years, and uh, they tried for decades to try to put something together, and finally the fruition of this uh, is it's tr- a true visionary that put this thing together. We're literally a stone's throw from the Columbia River here. We kind of have a thing at Mary Hill, as you know, close to the river, and also antique bars. So we have a uh, circa eighteen. 85 Brunswick Bar that frames the main tasting room at, at uh, the tasting room here at, in uh, Vancouver. So um, it's really beautiful space. Where do you find these bars? I mean, uh, how do you track these things down? You know, we now have uh, four of them. Uh, the first one actually came out of a, a building that closed down in Spokane, Washington. It was the old Fort Spokane Brewery. And we went to the bank and made an offer on it. And uh, so it ended up down at our winery. The second one, uh, I get a random email one day from a lady that says, my, my daughter was in your tasting room and she noticed you had an antique bar. If you'd like to buy another one, click here. And I so I click on the link and lo and behold, it's her standing in front of it old antique bar uh she was down in uh, sheridan oregon just west of the willamette valley and it had been stored in a barn for over a decade and so vicky and i drove down there and um we talked to her about it and she came to an agreement and that's how our club room in uh, Goldendale came into being is because uh, when we walked away, I look over at Vicky and I said, you know, Vic, now that we have this antique bar, we got to build a space for it. The last two bars we actually bought from an antique dealer just outside of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. And how did you find that one because i've seen that's the one that's in spokane right yeah that one of them in spokane and the one here also the both of them came from the antique dealer and i just uh, searched online i just kept looking and looking and they're they're getting harder and harder to find simply because uh they're going into new spaces they're getting utilized uh, used up a lot of them are actually using them in their personal residences too for like basement speakeasies and whatnot well it sure adds a nice touch and uh Obviously, you've got the great wines, too. So, I mean, that's uh, what really brings this all together here is to have all of these spectacular award-winning wines that you make right here in Vancouver. And, I mean, uh, that bridge and that traffic is your friend, isn't it? Absolutely. No <laughs> doubt. Yeah. Can't, can't wait until this is a fully developed uh, uh, area here. We're just kind of one of the early adapters. I think we're the third retail space to open down here, but this place is absolutely going to be hopping when the weather gets nice. Yeah, it sure is. I mean, here we are on a really a, a soggy Friday afternoon. You've only been open a week, and it's, you know, not even really happy hour time, and people aren't even off work, and this place is already getting packed up, so it's got to be exciting. Have you done a lot of marketing or a lot of advertising, or is it... We always do a lot of marketing and advertising. We did some uh, TV and radio spots. Uh, we've um, done some print advertising, but mostly it's social media. You know, social media is a really big thing now, and and we had a really good PR agency. We had wonderful press coverage. So let's talk wine too, while I've got you. And I know you're in, you're busy, so I don't want to keep you too long. But we definitely wanted to stop in and check it out. Um, 
as far as wine, is everything available here like it is at the winery, or have you made any decisions there? You know, all of our mainline wines are available here. The only exception would be um, some of our uh, uh, library wines that we have limited quantities of. Those are only available at the winery. Uh, We do have some case specials. When we make 65 different wines, it's amazing how when you go through the warehouse, you find wine. You know, oh, there was a palette that was buried back there with a whole hodgepodge of stuff on it. So, you know, oftentimes when you come to the winery, there's going to be a case of this or a case of that that you that has been gone for a long time and it just all of a sudden becomes available again. But we do have all the wines here. We have a couple of new wines. Uh, we just introduced uh, a brand new rosé. It's a, a classic provincial-style rosé made from Grenache, Cinso, and Mervedre. And uh, just an absolutely beautiful, elegant rosé. That's awesome. And the other difference here is the food. And I know you've done a little bit of that in Spokane, right? So it's not the first foray into serving food, but what... What does that do for you? I mean, that's, that's obviously a lot more to worry about, right? We did put in a full-service restaurant here. So we've got the stoves and the hood and the salamanders and all the stuff that it takes to operate a full kitchen. And uh, we, we really decided that um, after opening Spokane, where we had a limited amount of food, that it's best to offer people a limited menu so they don't feel like they have to leave if they want to eat food. So it gives them more than just, may say, meats and cheeses. You know, we have crab rolls and we have, uh, you know, Dungeness uh, crab cakes, um, salads and sandwiches and steamed clams, things that uh, are beyond just the standard winery fare. And that's important, especially in this location, right? I mean, because, you know, people are going to spend more time here, I would think, right? Absolutely. There's no question about it. This is really uh, a, a place where I think people will come down. They'll spend the afternoon. They'll order a bottle. They'll order some food. They'll order another bottle and just hang out and look at the river flowing by. Yeah. And I, you guys have been famous for entertainment. I know that the concert's no longer uh, going on at, at the winery itself, but you always have live music in Spokane, and it looks like the plans are to do the same thing here. Every Thursday through Sunday here at this space, we're going to have musicians. We actually bought a grand piano that's uh, centered right in the middle of the tasting room, and and uh, we may have someone come in and play every night. We're just going to play it by ear and see what the crowds are like, And but uh, we're committed to doing music. We, we support the, the local uh, music community and have uh, live musicians here all the time. I guess my last question is... How are you doing this? I mean, did you clone yourself or what's what's going on? I mean, you've got three locations. I know there's there's plans in Woodenville too. I mean, you are busy. You know, we got done with this opening and I t- I said to my wife Vicky, I said, I don't know that I've ever been this tired because, uh, you know, not only do you have a lot going on, but you wake up at 3 o'clock in the morning and the head starts spinning and then you can't turn it off. You just keep rolling and all of a sudden it's like you got to get up, you got to go write stuff down, you got to make notes to yourself and then it's hard to get back to sleep and before you know it, the day starts. So it's been it's been a really big role. I'm glad I've got six months until the opening of Woodenville because uh, I need the time to kind of catch up on everything so can we officially announce that now or are we still on hold on the location no woodenville we can now officially announce that uh, we are taking over the hollywood schoolhouse we hope to open sometime in early to mid-november 
So it's official. It's officially official, and I can broadcast and podcast this everywhere. Yes, you can. Okay, so, no, so November. So in time for the holidays. That's great. Congratulations on that. Thank you very much. It's uh, It's been great. Uh, they've got their last event in um, early October. We're going to spend that whole month uh, going in and making sure we've got all our furnishings in. Of course, there's no construction that has to happen, which is a real bonus. So no construction deadlines, no occupancy permits, none of the things that uh, you have to do when it's con- construction like this project was. And what's so key about the Hollywood Schoolhouse is the parking. That is a huge issue for the Woodenville Tastingers, and you got a lot of parking there. We have a lot of parking, and we're actually uh, talking with a lot of the other uh, wineries that are in that parking area, and we're going to end up having parking attendants. So we actually meter the people coming in and out to control uh, the traffic. Yeah, that's good. Well, congratulations. I know you are busy and you got to get back to a meeting, but it's good to stop by and uh, it's going to be exciting to see how this grows over the summer and uh, in the years to come. Congratulations, Greg. Absolutely. I appreciate it. It's great to be here. We're so happy to have this Vancouver tasting room open and uh, come see us. That's Craig Luthold, co-owner of Mary Hill Winery with his wife, Vicki. We missed seeing her on this trip, but you heard it here first from Craig. Mary Hill is set to open its Woodenville Tasting Room in the Hollywood Schoolhouse location in November, just a few months away. And with that, three major Washington markets will be covered, plus their iconic winery in the Gorge. And the honors continue pouring in for Mary Hill as well. Thank you for downloading the Vintage Wine Library as we revisit Washington State with the voice of wine, Brian Bushlack. More honors for Mary Hill and winemaker Richard Batchelor at the 28th Annual Indie International Wine Competition. Richard repeating as winemaker of the year. And listen to this. They hauled in 11 double golds and 17 gold medals for Mary Hill. Wow. From our vintage wine library, we revisit Mary Hill's Goldendale Winery, perched high atop the Columbia Gorge, with striking views to the west of Mount Hood. On our last visit, a couple summers ago, we sat down with Richard Batchelor and production manager Dirk Richardson. And this is one of the few times you'll find either or both of these guys actually standing still. They produce over 30 different varietals, and judging by the results from Indy, they do them all quite well, thank you. And I asked Richard how he and Dirk keep everything straight. Lots of spreadsheets, uh, a lot of help from Dirk and the crew. It's the only way to keep it going. Um, Fun, exciting, and challenging, but uh, a lot of tanks we manage. That's the way to keep it separate. And Dirk, I, I've got to ask you the same question because, I mean, you're production manager here, obviously Richard making these wines. The interplay between the two of you, I mean, uh, you must constantly be on the phone, texting. I mean, how do you guys make this all work? Uh, we use everything that's available to us. Uh, a lot of it has to do with our crew and kind of laying things out for them and getting things done that way. I mean, we talk about production at a winery this size. I mean, it's... It's not just what's happening in the vineyard. As you just mentioned, Richard, you've got different wines coming out of barrel and going into bottle at different times. I mean, this is like, I mean, it's kind of like air traffic control, isn't it? It is, and with so many different varietals that we work with, uh, 
it does take a lot of management and uh, a lot of spreadsheets, like Richard mentioned, uh, just to keep track of all these. And then you got Mother Nature. And I know that in the gorge, we maybe not as impacted as perhaps other locales, but still you have to deal with it, right? It is. We've had a few uh, trucking disasters with the snow this year <laughs> that uh, just has happened for everyone. But um, we get through it. It looks like uh, there'll be plenty of water moisture for the vines uh, this season. So the water tables up, which is really good. So I think the farmers should be happy. Let's talk about your role here. You've won awards. I mean, well-known in the industry. Uh, what is it about this winery, this location that makes it so special in your mind? I think it's just everybody's passion for doing the job and enjoying doing it that makes my job easier. Uh, I've got the cellar crew uh, putting their heart and soul into making these wines and all the time they put into it, there's half the work. And then just the dedication from our growers just to continue to grow the best grape they can each year. And, you know, it does change a lot throughout the season here. And the last few years we've had some uh, magnificent weather, so we've been fortunate. Pinot Noir is back. And I know that uh, Craig and Vicky said that they – initially when they launched the winery that was one of the first wines they made it went away for whatever reason now it's back talk about making that wine uh so it's a young property uh, in the dalles region uh just east of the columbia gorge there uh so we're really excited to have that really really steep slopes general wind so we uh knock down some of that moisture issue that we can't have with pinot um super warm you know it's going to be a light style fresh fruity uh it's not going to be overly tannic and bold but we're looking for one wine that we can uh, put in bottle every 12 months and uh, enjoy as well other varietals now there's 30 something so i mean we would take up a full hour talking about all the varietals here but maybe hit the high points for us i know so many wines so many awards so much to talk about but uh maybe what's top of mind for you right now here at mary hill we're loving the Albarino. That's just something that's really coming along. It's our second year for it. Uh, it's grown a little bit as the vines have matured. So that's a really fun one to talk about for spring. Uh, and then we've got a lot of good Syrahs here. We continue to have some growers. You know, Washington's known for its Syrah. And yet people will still go, but I'll still buy a Cabernet. So it's always one of those things. They love the Syrahs, but then they'll go and buy a Cabernet. So it's like, how do you answer that question when they still enjoy both? And talk about the white varietals, too. I know that's uh, – we talked about that last year when I was out here. I know that's something you're passionate about. Lots of whites. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we're about uh, 11 different varieties of whites. Um, stainless steel, quick fermentation for keeping the fruitiness and acidity there, and then also um, some Chardonnay, some barrel aging. So we're really looking at just trying to keep that uh, enjoyable, lush, easy-drinking wines um, and then the Pinot Gris just continues to grow, and it's um, it's a fan favorite of the Northwest. You're at the winery of the year here at Mary Hill. Um, so many awards over the years, thanks to you, thanks to you know Dirk, thanks to the team here, Craig and Vicky, everybody. It's a team effort, but you're like the the lead singer. You're like the rock star here. You're the winemaker. What's your style? What is it that you would describe that maybe makes you different from other winemakers? And on the spot there, um, sudden question. Thank you. I've got to say it's um, it's about spending the time with the growers and the grapes and getting to know what we can get out of each different block. Each block is very unique and different. Uh, some years we don't have to do too much with it, and other years we really have to struggle and get the, the right chemistry and balance for the 
the lovely fruit character. Um, so my style is just uh, let the vineyard do the work and uh, make sure we just put it into bottle the way it was uh, nature intended it. Richard Batchelor is the winemaker here at Mary Hill, Dirk Richardson, production manager. I want to bring you back in because I know you, the two of you collaborate, right? So, I mean, you're going through barrels, you're, you're tasting, you're working on this together, you're bringing in your team. It really is, I know, Richard, as I said, the, you know, the rock star winemaker, you know, the lead singer here, whatever analogy you want to use. But that said, it is a team effort, right? Uh, very much so. And, uh, you know, it takes a lot of time to blend these wines, to make them right. Uh, so it takes uh, a palate that's dedicated to all these varietals. So uh, lucky enough, Richard gets me involved with that. So we're able to put some of these wonderful blends together. Yeah, And this industry, too, I know uh, the Washington industry, I talked to Craig and Vicki about this. I mean, it's remarkable you know, the growth we've seen here, um, you know, you've traveled the world of wine. Um, do you ever stop and just kind of say, wow, I mean, this is pretty special. Yeah, we have to actually take the moment occasionally to enjoy the day as well. You know, we have all these lovely visitors come out to the winery and they enjoy the wines. And some days we forget to stop and smell the roses. And when we do, it's like we really get to do something wonderful as a job and then to enjoy it and take stock in what we do and look at the beautiful view we have here. So, yeah, we're pretty fortunate in this job. You get a winery where Craig and Vicky say, hey, you know, we're pretty good where we're at right now. Um, where does this go from here? I mean, when you look at, you know, your game plan for the next few years, what's it look like? Continue to make the best wines we can. I think um, Craig and Vicky, their version is really about introducing Washington wines, marry her wines to more people. And Spokane, you know, it's been their home. Um, and they want to make sure that part of Mary Hill is uh, up in Spokane and make it available to everyone up there. You know, it's a four-hour drive, give or take, to Spokane, so it's just make it more available for them. What surprises you? Does anything surprise you anymore in your travels around the country? Uh, blue wine's really surprising. I think I've, I've seen I actually tried some of the champagne. Uh, it was actually quite tasty. So, you know, nothing surprised me these days with the diversity. You know, there's um, uh, marijuana in wine. There's everything in wine these days. So... It's uh, whatever the consumer wants, and if it tastes good, then uh, why not? Richard Batchelor, the award-winning winemaker at Mary Hill, along with production manager Dirk Richards, and with locations in the Gorge, the Spokane Tasting Room at Kendall Yards, the Vancouver USA Waterfront on the mighty Columbia River, and opening later this fall in the epicenter of Washington Wine in Woodenville, just outside Seattle, They'll take over the Hollywood Schoolhouse. Mary Hill has the Northwest cover. To learn more about their wines and make a virtual visit, go to maryhillwinery.com. Thank you for downloading Vintage, hosted by the voice of wine, Brian Bushlack. Vintage is a presentation of Feedback Media. Copyright 2019. All rights reserved.